When will you save me, Los Angeles? When will you save me, Los Angeles? When will you save me, Los Angeles? I'm never coming home. My good friend, though. Like, after we, we broke up, we were still friends. It didn't matter. Are we, are we doing this? Yeah. <laughs> what are you, why do you start it like that? That's the best way. There's no good, there's no like, there's no like, I don't know. I, and start. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, that's the way Ian does it. And I always liked the way that kind of, it it's, makes it more <clears throat> organic the way you start. Instead of just being like, here we are on the podcast. <laughs> uh, which I guess we could do that, but. I think it's more fun just to kind of like jump into it and talk. And talk. And just and talk. use our words with cats. We don't use words well. With cats <laughs> we sitting <always> around <laughs> us. We've got one sitting on the table here and one circling the floor on the floor. Don't get away from my shamrock They're trying shake. to drink his shamrock shake. Mm. <laughs> you cannot have this. You will probably die. <laughs> no. I think they could have it. What's in a McDonald's shake? Chemicals. Chemicals. So, how are you? (laughs) (laughs) Such an awkward start on that one. I am good. I am well. Mm -hmm. I taught a lot today. And I actually had really good feedback given to me after classes. So... I don't always get feedback, whether it's good or bad, but when I get good feedback, it makes me feel like I'm doing the right thing with my life. That's good. And for those of oh, okay, for, first off, for those of you who don't know who you are, introduce yourself. My name is Amanda. Hi, Amanda. <laughs> and, uh, and for those that don't know what you're, what you're referring to, what, uh, what kind of classes are you, are you talking about? Yoga classes. I teach yoga. And how long have you been teaching yoga? Um, almost three years. Almost really three years. Yeah, almost three years. That's, I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> yoga's yoga's really good. I mean, I you know we, I've taken your class many times. It helps you know on my on my body. It helps anybody's body really. Like there's no there's there is no downside to yoga. I really no, think. honestly, there isn't. It can only help you. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone says that. It's good for athletes. It's good for all ages. Everyone. I love it. Even those that are injured or disabled. There's always ways to um, use different modifications, variations of poses. Pregnant women. Everybody. And uh, <clears throat> what made you go down this path of, like, wanting to be a yoga instructor? Because I feel like that, you know, with me being a wrestler, that's not a very common profession for people to want to be, to, to p- people to be in. Yoga instructor, I feel like, would be in that same category as <clears throat> of being, like, a, a, a profession that you don't hear often. So what, yeah. what kind of made you be like, you know what, this is, this is what I want to do? Well, you want me to start from, like... Well, yeah, yeah, actually, that's that's a a great place to start. Um, Um, Okay, where can I start? So, I was 
working with your mom. Well, I mean, uh, start, I was going to say start from before that. Before Where that? Were you? Oh, Where when were you I was at? in South Korea? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> That's a good place to start. That's an interesting <laughs> anecdote of your life. So I've had a lot of jobs throughout my life. I, I was never the person that really knew exactly what they wanted to do. I knew I wanted to teach in some way. Um, so in college, I majored in two things. I majored in Latino and Latin American studies and in teaching English as a second language. So I went down the route of teaching English and I thought maybe it would be cool to teach outside of the country. I don't know what I was thinking at that time. That's a, that's a huge <laughs> undertaking. Yeah, it was, um, I guess because I saw so many, like when you're in college, you see so many like posters and things um, hanging up and you get ideas. <laughs> what is he doing? <laughs> oh my God. Um, we have one cat sleeping on the table. And the other cat is just attacking feet right yeah. now. So. <laughs> so these bad boys. So I was interested in teaching outside of the country, and I don't know why I went after Asia because I wasn't really, um, I didn't really know too much about Asian countries. But in the end, I decided to apply to this program where you taught English in South Korea. Long story short, I interviewed and I did all this paperwork and I did all these things. Um, once I graduated college, a few months later, I was on my way to South Korea. And Nick, <laughs> Nick and I were, um, we knew each other then too. Um, I think we, <coughs> I think I, so I, I met you the first time, <coughs> or actually, rewind. <laughs> The first time I ever saw you uh-huh. was, I believe, September of 2013? 14. Was it 14? Yeah, September of 2014 uh-huh. was at Taco Fest <laughs> in Lakeview. The, yeah, what's the, what was it called? Taco Fest. No, but it was called, like, Sheffield? No. There was a name, like, the name of the street or something. Uh, I, mean, I don't know. I, I thought, I, well. It was a Taco I, Fest. Yeah, yeah Taco yeah, Fest yeah. in Lakeview. Yeah. Um, where Armitage? I was, I, don't know. <laughs> I was wrestling. I was wrestling there. Um, yeah. And you were there uh, watching because uh, you were friends with another wrestler that was there. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I saw you, and I, I immediately was like, "Hey, who's this girl?" <laughs> like every wrestler. And, uh, with every girl. <laughs> yeah. Well. Girl, yeah. single. And that was Even and, if she and that was pretty much it. Like after that. Um, and then, uh, and that following November, I had my birthday party at the Squared Circle in Chicago, which, if you don't know what the Squared Circle was, it was a restaurant, a burger and pizza place owned by former WWE superstar Victoria. Uh, it is no longer in business, but, uh, I had my birthday party there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, it was more or less, we used to do, um, and I'm just going off into extra details for no reason. It's okay. Um. For once a week, they would have like an in- indie wrestling night, and I was pretty much there every every week for that. You know, I became really good friends with with Lisa uh, Victoria, <clears throat> and uh, you know we did like different fun things uh, throughout the time when that place was open. And so that day, when we decided to do something for my birthday, we hosted a like 
the video game uh, WF No Mercy for the N64. We did a, like, a, like a tournament uh, at the place. And it was like that slash my birthday party. So we had a lot of my friends coming, uh, other wrestlers, and then a bunch of fans too as well that came out to, you know, eat some good food, drink some beer, and, and play some No Mercy. Um, and you so, had a piñata. And I had a piñata. The <laughs> owner's husband went and bought me a, a unicorn piñata that I busted with a kendo stick. <laughs> that um, was like my first memory of you. <laughs> Besides talking I looked crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then... Uh, she was there with uh, with one of the, my my friends, um, and uh, you know that was like the, that was the first night we met. And yeah. shortly after that, I, I laughed because the reason we started talking was because I posted something about it was the day of the Ferguson riot in in, 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 in Missouri. Of course, um, knowing me with any current event, and I posted something about it. I don't even remember what it was. I feel like it couldn't have been anything serious. It had to have been something like joking. Because this is who I am. Um, but you messaged me and you were like... Yeah, I didn't even comment on those status. I had to go and like directly message you. You like, were like, are you going to the... Are, are you at the protest? And I was like, hell no. Like, <laughs> I'm laying in bed right now. Like, I was all into it. And then that, like, we started talking about that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back one of these days and, and look oh through God. all of our old messages. Because it has to be cringe. There's, there's probably like thousands of messages. It would take um, you a long time. Maybe. To go through. But, uh, maybe you could start to date or something. You, so we started talking about that, and it was just like that kind of conversation. And then the conversation kind of devolved into like I don't even stuff, know. just random shit. And then eventually I was just like, here's my number if you want to text me. Oh, yeah. And then the next day I was at school, and that's all I was doing was texting you and not paying attention. Yeah. So, and then that, so that was November, and then... Mm-hmm. And then we we started dating. Uh, yeah. Well, I told Spoiler. <laughs> Spoilers for anybody else that, no, like, that doesn't know our our relationship. We we dated. Um, we dated between and, uh, December December of twenty fourteen mm-hmm. through through April April twenty seven twenty sixteen twenty seventeen twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and have you know recently. Uh, Rekindled some or old flame. <laughs> I, don't I don't know why I said it like that. That was we, really weird. Okay, well let me go back. So when we started when we started dating, I told Nick, I said, Boy, I am going across the whatever ocean many 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 countries away and many time zones. Um, yeah, many time zones. Fourteen hours Yeesh. difference. Um which we could talk about that later if we want to, about how it's how being in two different places and dating at the same time is one of the most difficult things. But um, yeah, we were 14 hours apart, so it would be what? It would be like 9 p.m. where I was in Korea, and it would be like 7 a.m. here in Chicago where Nick was. Yeah, about the same. So, like, when he was waking up, I was going to sleep, or vice versa. Yeah, but anyway. I would wake up in... <clears throat> and we would, like, FaceTime. Yeah, I would FaceTime or, her at, like, 6 in the morning. Or uh, just to, Skype. Just to talk for a Skype little bit. Was, yeah, I Skype think we Skype for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, just to say hi and, and hear about her day, and then... And then you would right, start your day. Yeah, get up and go to work. <laughs> I think we called... I think I called you a couple times, too, on my way to work. Like, Oh, yeah. I was yeah. able to... Technology, man. <laughs> 
It did help. Yeah, if we didn't have that, then it would be really, really difficult. But you were like, hey, like, I remember we, we went out to dinner. Yeah, that's, so that's what I was going to oh, talk you about. Go ahead. You can, you can tell oh, me. I was just going to say, it, like, in December, we, we had gone out on a date. Was that, like, our first out? like, outdoor, outside date, like, at a restaurant or yeah, something. Yeah, I think so. Because we hung out at your house, but we didn't hang out. Yeah, that was, like, the first, like, fancy-ish. Yeah. Cause, cause <laughs> I mean, was, like, Remember what you were wearing? I, well, yeah, it was because like, it was my... The next week was, like, Thanksgiving and stuff, so we, we didn't really have a chance to, like, do a new much mm-hmm. together. So yeah. that first week of December... Was That's we when went we, hung out. Out. we went. We hung out. I don't remember what we did. Like we went. We went downtown. I think we went to the movies. Did we? Which oh, is we like saw, the most saw... lame. The so it's such a lame idea for but, a date. Like don't go to the movies. You can't even talk to that person. I guess I never really thought about that. Yeah, um, we, but we did talk at dinner. We so. but we saw the best movie ever. What did we? Interstellar, oh, Interstellar. Yeah, it was really good. Which is incredible. It was bomb. That was um, at, That was downtown. The, yeah, down, it was downtown, and then. Mm-hmm. We were like, let's get some food. So we were looking for a place to eat. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I'm wearing sweatpants <laughs> and a hoodie. His norm. And well, both of our norm. The first place we go to, they wouldn't even let me in. They were like, yeah. no. They <laughs> just looked at him and they were like, nah. No, you're like, hell no. They were like, get the hell out of here. <laughs> and then uh, we ended up finding this one place, which was very fancy. Yeah, I don't but, know why they let us in there. But, but they, yeah, and I asked. I was like, first off, like, is this cool? Mm-hmm. And they were just like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> but like, we walk in there, and it's like really, it's like dim lit, and like, mm-hmm. it's very fancy looking, and um, all the dishes were like small. Yeah, yeah, and and there was people like in dresses and like suits and <laughs> shit, and I'm like, uh, we ain't used to that. Yeah, it's like, hey, you want to bring us a menu? <laughs> um, yeah. But they they had vegan food, which was cool. they did. It was really yeah, good. I want to go back there too because it was a really interesting restaurant that. Every season that they, I think the place yeah, was, it was called, called the Four Seasons. Like, I think it was called like Seasons One Fifty One. I don't know something, something like with seasons. But they change their menu every season, mm-hmm. which I think is awesome because you can go there, you know, diff- at different times different. of the year and and yet have a completely different menu. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. It's a great yeah. great concept. <laughs> um, highly recommended. Highly recommended. It was great. <laughs> so we, if we find out the name, we'll let you. We, know. <laughs> we, went, we went on a date there, and. Um, and that's You're, when I brought up. Did I bring up Korea before then? Yeah, I had. No, I think we talked you about, it before, about it before. Yeah. Uh, but you were just kind of like, so yeah, what are we gonna do? Are we gonna be in a relationship or are we gonna? And I was kind of just like, I'm. I mean, I'm down. Like, neither of us had ever been in a long distance relationship. I don't think. Maybe I, like I dated someone in the suburbs or something, but. I mean, I dated somebody that lived in Iowa for like a couple oh, yeah. months. Oh, but, but that's not like, outside the country. Yeah, this is a whole new world. <laughs> this is some Aladdin shit. Um, so, yeah. So, we were, so yeah. he said, yeah, I I'll said, do yeah. It. it. And she was, you were supposed to be um, for a year. You were going to be gone. Yeah, I was supposed to be gone for a year. Uh, I, was, I left February of 2016 then. So a couple of months after. So we no, started... it had to have been 20... We started dating in December of 2014. I left February of 2015. 15, yeah. yeah. So two months later? Yeah. A little you, over two months later? You were gone. <laughs> you, you were gone. And Are we uh, going to bring up... Oh, well, we... I'll just say this quickly. But, like, since we knew that I was going to be gone... Um, in about two months, we had an entire list of things oh, that we wanted yes. to do. 
I, how did I forget about the list? We made a list of just random things that we wanted to do, whether it was go to certain places, museums, restaurants. Um, and then that was... It anything. Was, it was things that we wanted to do before she left. Yeah. And, and we did a lot of it. We did. And we then did. We, we added a bunch of stuff. Um, while I was gone. Well, that and like we were like, this is when you get back, this is what we're Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the list just kind of took out a whole life of its own. Yeah. And it literally, like, we did so much random stuff. Like, we uh, we made a lot of things. We baked a lot of things. We deep fried a lot of things. <laughs> we deep fried, yeah, we did. <laughs> that might have been one of the first times, like, you met my parents. Yeah, I was like, like do you guys have a deep fryer? And we're, we're deep fried like, Oreos. Yes, we do. <laughs> yeah, his parents, um, what does your dad call it? Your Both of your parents call it, like, the land of misfit toys or something. All oh, the random the basement, yeah. <laughs> in their basement they have such random things they just keep. And so yeah, we found a deep fryer. And we deep fried Oreos, we deep fried bananas, all kinds of stuff. But yeah. It was a lot of fun. We do really random things. Okay. So what is this question? Like, wait, where did this come from? Which one? Why? Oh, we're talking about... We're just oh, telling our history. So, yeah. So, I lived in Korea. I ended up coming back home uh, a few months later. I stayed there for three months. I was very homesick. And I decided to come home. And when I came home... What? You were like... Uh, I, I didn't know what I was going to do. I had a job. And, yeah, I needed a job. And, and my mom um, was, is... Mm-hmm. The uh, director of early childhood education for District One Hundred Nine mm-hmm. uh, in the Chicago suburbs, <laughs> and um, I kind of was just like, "Hey, do you think you could help Amanda out with uh, with mm-hmm. some sort of position mm-hmm. at the school or something?" and and uh, and she did. She did, and we had to. Well, was, <laughs> so Nick's to, mom. Oh, there was so like, Nick's mom was my boss, and uh, there was like I mean. I guess it's, like, conflict of interest, but, like, we had to, like, pretend that she wasn't... Yeah, was no I mean... Relation. Nobody really cared. Somebody... Yeah, some people knew, but n- nobody really was bothered by it. So I was working there. Um, and I enjoyed it. I really liked it. I liked working with the kids. I liked um, working with Nick's mom. Like, I think our relationship grew as well, her and I. Just... I mean, professionally, but also, like, I would stay after school and talk to her, and we'd just, like, sit in her office and ramble about random stuff. Talk about me. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But she was a a great mentor, and she still is. I look up to her very much. Um, So that summer... But that leads into... (laughs) Yeah. I did feel like there were some things that... um, weren't working so I had to travel to the suburbs every day it was really early in the morning I would get up super early um I'd get home all the time just like tired as heck a lot of traveling yeah it was a lot it was just transit is the worst sometimes and I have a lot of anxiety that um a, a lot of anxiety happened while I was um teaching at the school and I felt like maybe that summer I would I don't know try to look for another job 
I wasn't sure if I was going to go back the next, the next following year. So I kind of, um, didn't know. I, I didn't know. I was questioning everything. I, I didn't know if I should stay. I didn't want to hurt Nick's mom's feelings. I didn't want to hurt his family's feelings either and think that I was, like, giving up. Um, I don't think they would have thought that. But <laughs> We had a lot of talks about this, I remember. Yeah, you were definitely I was afraid. hurt because, like, I didn't want to hurt his mom. And I didn't want to um, be, like, a disappointment, I guess. So, anyway, I decided I wasn't going to go back the next year and teach. Um, so that left me jobless, which also created more anxiety, more depression, just a lot of mental health issues. Um, so it was about, it was August, it was already August, and I, I still didn't have a job. I still didn't know what I was doing with my life. And I decided, since I was so sad and so down all the time, I was going to start doing something that would be therapeutic for me. And that therapy was doing yoga. And it was just on my own. I would just watch YouTube and kind of like follow along. I did not do anything right. Like I was not doing poses correctly. <laughs> I remember I was just jump I was literally jumping into postures that I would see and I'd be like, "Oh, I could do that." Cuz I if if you guys don't know, I don't think they know. I did yeah. <laughs> I did gymnastics for 10 years. So for me, if I saw something, I could be like, "Oh, I'll do that." Like I'll jump into a handstand. I'll jump into some kind of inversion, whatever I see. And I would usually do it, but I wouldn't do it correctly, and I would probably hurt myself if I, like, if I kept doing it that way. Um, so I started doing yoga in my backyard because it was hot outside and it was fun. I don't know. It was just, a, like, a fun way to be outside and uh, kind of, like, meditation. So I started doing it outside. I... One day I was walking home, or I was coming home. My mom had dropped me off, I think. I was coming home from, like, seeing my mom. And I was about to walk in the house. And it was, like, about 9 p.m. It was pretty dark outside, August still. And one of my neighbors was outside. And she was like, hey, Amanda. And I was like, hey, what's up, Colleen? And she's like, I saw your, I, I keep seeing you, like, post things about yoga on Facebook or like I see you outside practicing and you're you're really good and I was like oh my gosh like I can't believe somebody's actually watching me do this um and I was like oh thank you and I was like trying to be humble and just like run in the house because I was embarrassed and all of a sudden like out of nowhere I feel like this woman is walking her two dogs and I couldn't even see her face, honestly. I just saw I just saw movement and she was like, You teach yoga? And I was like, No. <laughs> and she said, Well, would you wanna teach yoga? And I said, No. <laughs> and um I I don't know, I just I don't like talking to strangers, number one. Number two, I did not know like where this person was coming from. I thought like she was being intrusive in the into the conversation and it was just weird all around. I just wanted to go in, to go in the house and chill and just, like, be at home and, yeah. 
So I said no, and she's like, well, I, I'm a, um, a manager at the studio in the South Loop. Would you be interested in, like, going and checking it out? Like, we have a studio, and you could go do yoga there and possibly do teacher training and if you were interested. And I, I was still very skeptical, but she gave me her phone number and her email address and her name. And I was like, okay. I, and I, I definitely thought, okay, I'm, I'm not going to call this woman or email her or any of that. But I took the number and, and the email, and I went inside. And then it was about 9 o'clock, like I said, and about around 11 p.m., so two hours later, I made the choice to email her. And I said, hey, would it be cool if I came in to your studio tomorrow? I'm interested in taking a class. I just want to see how it is. And she emailed me right back and she said, yeah, come in tomorrow, anytime. Um, we can give you a free week also. And I was like, oh, geez, okay. So that next morning I went in and I took a hot class, um, about 100, 100 and something degrees. And it was awesome. I fell in love with it. Like, hot yoga is the hardest <laughs> thing I've ever Hot yoga is the bomb. And you all need to try it if you haven't yet. Um, so I took it. We call it HPF, Hot Power Fusion at Core Power. Um, and immediately I was obsessed. Like, I loved being in the room. I had a lot of trouble doing it. But at the same time, I was so addicted to the just the feeling of it mentally, physically. I loved being with a bunch of other people. I, I never knew that I would like to be in a room full of people. I thought, like, maybe I'd be embarrassed or I'd, I'd be nervous. But I really enjoyed the energy. I still remember which teacher it was. She was awesome. And so since that day, they gave me a free week. And then after that, um, I went to class every single day after that. And I, I remember asking them, I was like, is it okay if I take two classes in one day? Is that, like, healthy? Can I do that? And they were like, yeah, as long as you stay hydrated. Now I take class, like, every hour of the day. I take, yeah. like, ten classes you, like, a day. You live at the studio. Um, so, yeah, that was my first experience. And that was in, uh, when was it? Oh, August. August and by October, I had started my teacher training to become a yoga instructor, and I did eight weeks of that. That was my first training, which was power yoga, which is like a vinyasa, if anybody's um, aware of different types of yoga. It's a power flow, so you do a certain amount of postures in 60 minutes. Usually, sometimes there's heat, sometimes not. I teach both. Um, and yeah, you, you do build up a sweat even in the non-heated class. So that was my story. Now I, I've gone through a couple of trainings since then and a couple of extensions, which are like, um, like yoga grad school, I like to call it. (laughs) So I've done several hours of teaching, of taking class because you have to take a certain number of classes as well. Um, so now I'm certified to teach vinyasa yoga, which is power um, heated. I can teach restorative. I can teach yoga sculpt, which is yoga with weights. And cardio. So, and, <laughs> and, and cardio and, and all that. 
And yeah, so I have one more teacher training that I really want to take. Um, hopefully, I can do that soon. But Which I is just that? that's HPF Hot Power Fusion because I've never you never did that one. No, really. What's the, I know the sequence. What's the other? What's the only other one that they have? That that's it. I thought there was one more. Oh, maybe Core Cardio Circuit. It's like oh, a boot camp yeah. style. I don't know that one either, but they don't really teach too much of that. But yeah, so I teach yoga. I love my job. <laughs> I do. I pursue my passion every single day. And like, if if you know me, you know that this is my like yoga is everything. My students are everything. My coworkers are everything. It's I don't know how I get paid to do this. I I still wonder. It's awesome. It's the old <laughs> cliche. They say. If you find something you love, you never work a day in your life. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. It's very true. So that's a little bit of my story about teaching. Well, uh, we do have a bunch of questions here. Oh, wait. One oh, more thing. What do you got? I was just going to say one more thing. Um, how do I, I don't know. How do I say this? Nick was always there in support of me doing yoga, teaching yoga. I remember several, countless times where I felt like, maybe this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing. Maybe this is the wrong choice. Am I doing the right thing? And every time he heard me say something like that, he would always be extremely supportive of me, helping me, pushing me to my limit or past my limit. He would be at classes. He took classes, like like he said before. He's taken my classes. But he also, like, watched me graduate from um, teacher training and was always there, like, when I would get out of class at, like, 1030 at night from my trainings. And mm -hmm. wa also watching him pursue his dreams as a wrestler helped me to pursue my dreams. So. And I always had you there supporting me no matter what. Even when I was like frustrated, and you're talking about our wrestling, yeah, yeah. just and just life in general. You were always there. You're very supportive of anything that I have ever done. Selling merch. Yeah, you were there every <laughs> freelance show. You were there selling selling the merch, and even if you didn't want to do it, you you you, you know you wanted to help, and I definitely appreciate that as well. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so yeah, we do have these. Uh, we do have questions. I, I posted it uh, a little while ago, and uh, we got some. We have some good questions. We have a lot of we questions, some, I, and so I have some questions. on my phone too. Um, so let's just jump right into it. Okay. Uh, Nigel Bravo asks, "Are you guys excited that they announced Rush Hour Four? And if not, how does it feel to be so wrong?" Um. I never really cared for the Rush Hour movies, to be honest. <laughs> I've never seen a Rush Hour movie before. I just, I don't know. Maybe, like, fine. on TV, like, randomly, just, like, a couple minutes of it, but... And, I mean, I guess... It but I'm super excited, It doesn't Nigel. bother me to be that wrong, so... It feels great. <laughs> uh, what do we got here? Brett Wells says, I want to hear yoga stories. Years later, and I know nothing outside of Child's Pose. <laughs> That's actually impressive. Child's Pose, like, most people know Shavasana, which is 
the death, corpse the, the corpse pose, which is the last pose of class where you're on your back, laying there, um, just relaxing. It's they say it's the death of the practice because you're you get to reap all of the benefits of all the postures that you just took for sixty minutes or however long your class was. Um, but child's pose is something I didn't even know existed until I started taking teacher training. So you go, Brett, for knowing that. But um, you yeah. want to hear yoga stories. Well, you told, um, I mean, you told a bunch about how you got into yoga, but do you have a specific... Ooh, tell, <laughs> tell, tell the fart story. <laughs> the, one you just, the one that you told me recently. So that's the thing that people ask me all the time is, do people fart in your class? <laughs> And I, honestly, not too many, like whether I'm teaching or taking class, I've never, maybe uh, I can count on my one hand how many times um, in three years. So that's, that says something. But um, wait, what, when was the, the one that I told you about? The one where you were like, oh my God. Oh God. This is a good one. So one of my classes recently, um, I one of the studios I teach at, in the room I teach in is very small. I call it like a hot box because it's a tiny little room, very little ventilation. Um, we have one door. So when it's closed and the room is heated because it's a heated class, it gets hot. Um, it's about 95 degrees in there with added humidity for 60 minutes. So I had a room full of people. It was probably about like 20, about 20 or 25 people. Um, and I'm just teaching my class like normal, walking around, giving cues and talking and stuff. And I, it was honestly, it wasn't even halfway through the class. It was probably like 15 minutes through and we are, I don't know what they were doing. I, I don't remember what posture, but I smelled something horrendous. And <laughs> I just remember telling Nick about it. It was usually smells I can just like brush them off they they don't bother me like I can I have a very strong sense of smell but if I smell something bad I can just like breathe through my mouth deal with it but this smell was so strong that I thought I was going to have to leave the room for a few moments and just stop teaching because I felt like my eyes were burning I couldn't breathe it was affecting what I was saying. Like I was probably saying jibber jabber because I don't, <laughs> I couldn't think straight and I don't know who did it. I had men and women in the class, all ages, everyone. Um, so I ran, all I knew was, okay, grab a towel and start like fanning people. So I'm fanning them, trying to like get the smell out of the room. The yeah. Just disperse it. Um, and then I have lavender spray because I usually use some kind of spray throughout class. And it's usually used for like massages, but I, I was like, I'm going to spray this towel and just hope for the best. So I'm like spraying the towel and trying to get lavender dispersed now through the class. But it didn't really help too much, but uh, I, I made it through. And I don't know if my other students smelled it. I'm pretty sure they did, but they just like, let it go and they didn't care um but yeah some crazy stuff happens in yoga sometimes um that was not a fun time uh i'm not a big fan of fart jokes but man that one that <laughs> yeah one he was me. dying um but yeah other i don't what other i 
I can think of like maybe one other yoga story. Um, I mean, people have fallen asleep in yoga before. Oh yeah. Um, I almost have. Yeah, just because they're so they're so comfortable, they just fall asleep. I hear snoring sometimes. That hasn't happened in a while, but uh, people start talking. A lot of. <laughs> random stuff you're not supposed to talk in yoga by the way if you take a yoga class try to be quiet um because you might interrupt the the instructor just enjoy it just listen um i'm gonna skip this one for now we'll go back to this one okay uh alex olson asks if you live if you had to live in a cartoon what cartoon would it be hmm i'm sure you can guess what mine would be Dragon Ball Z <laughs> or Dragon Ball. Either one. Either one, definitely. Why? Um, it's just like, I don't know. It would be the coolest thing ever to be able to fly, shoot yeah. energy blasts from your hands and fight aliens. <laughs> what more could you want? I don't know which one. I know a cartoon I would not want to be in. What? And it's a Nickelodeon cartoon. Because I, I immediately think Nickelodeon when I think of cartoons. Anybody else agree with me there? Um, I would definitely not want to be in Ah Real Monsters. Why? Because I have a completely crazy fear of sewers. And I they're like dirty and nasty in that cartoon. <laughs> and I would just like freak out. Um I don't know. I mean, my favorite cartoon when I was growing up was definitely Rugrats. So maybe Rugrats or Cat Dog. Cat Dog. Or maybe SpongeBob. SpongeBob would actually be cool because then you would. I could see you being SpongeBob. You'd <laughs> be yoga, Sandy. Doing yoga. You'd be like Sandy the Squirrel. Sandy Cheeks. Yeah, I do love SpongeBob. Um, there's many. Uh, I like Courage. I like. I love Courage. Um, that, you know, courage is so underrated i think it is like it's very underrated and a lot like, of people don't even know about it watching like, i've watched it not recently but at least within the last couple of years it's mm-hmm. like really dark oh it is <laughs> and yeah, creepy we, i think we talked about that there's certain episodes that like i remember watching as a kid and be like i'm kind of scared about this <laughs> wait oh i would want to be in the simpsons that would be oh fun. that'd be cool that would be cool um or what was the other one? Oh, or arthur I would freaking love to be part of Arthur. Like a little ginger aardvark. Felicia. <laughs> There's probably one of them. There might be in one probably. of the episodes. Um, wait, there was one more. There's so many now. Oh, Ooh, I'd be in, what's that? Dra- Dragon Tales. <laughs> Dragon Tales? <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I just like it. Anyway. I know a lot of cartoons that I would want to be in, apparently. But not uh, real monsters. Please, no. Specifically, not that. No. Um, Nigel Bravo asks again, oh, uh, what's the meanest things you guys... What is the meanest thing you guys have ever said to each other? How did you move past it? Did you re- recognize the words... What? Have a certain mm-hmm. limit in affecting us? us? Or are there some hurting words that are truly impossible to move past? Mm. Dang, that's a lot. That's a very deep question. What's the meanest thing you guys have ever said to each other? Well, I know the meanest <laughs> thing I've ever said to you. What? I we were we were in an argument. I wonder if I, I agree with this. I think I think you will. We were in a, we were arguing about something and 
it was something stupid, I'm sure. I don't even remember what it was. But I just remember, like, being so frustrated and, like, not even, like, really meaning what I was saying. It was kind of just, like, we were just, like, da 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 I was, like, fuck you. Oh. And you were just, like, I can't believe you just said that to me. And I was, like, <laughs> dumbfounded. I was, like, I... It just kind of slipped out. and I, I don't even remember. I felt horrible. Oh, well, I kind of do, but I don't remember. I felt horrible. I was, like, this... Wait. I was, like, I've never... And we joke about, like, I mean, we we joked about it afterwards, but, like, that initial time, I was, like, I feel like that's the worst thing I've ever said to you, maybe. That's pretty I'm bad. Sure, I'm sure you probably can say I know. I don't know if it's the meanest thing I ever said to you, but I did. Okay, so Nick and I love to cook together, and we love, like, making random stuff. Like we said, deep frying stuff, trying all these random things. Um... And one time I got so mad at him because he did not put enough peanut butter on my peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And I got, like, I literally got angry over this. Okay. Like, I don't, I didn't, I wasn't playing around. I was like, no, you didn't make this right. Redo. And I was like. That was pretty uh, stupid. I don't know what the hell. But yeah. I I like that that's like the meanest, because you're such a genuinely nice person. (laughs) That literally the meanest thing you've ever said. <laughs> but to I did, I still to this day feel bad. I was I was like, what? I laughed. Why about would it? I even to this, care? To this day, I joke about it too. I'm like, oh, I made my sandwich with a lot of peanut butter on it. You know, yeah, you, you know, do. and you're so I I thought it was funny, um, but that's just you're just such a nice person that like literally the meanest thing you've ever said to me was hey, you made the sandwich wrong. Like you don't have a mean bone in your body. I do. Don't listen. to She's got mean streak. She's cold blooded. Um, oh, how did you move past it? Well, just laughed it off. Yeah. Do you recognize that words have a certain limit in affecting us? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Or are there some hurting words that are truly impossible to move past? Um, I'm sure there are. Um, I mean, there definitely is. I think when, if you're, especially if you're in a relationship with someone and they say something hurtful to you. Um, Sometimes they. Sometimes you dwell on it. Yeah. If, if it doesn't affect you immediately, you think about it and you think about it and you think about mm-hmm. it, and it just eats away at you. Mm-hmm. Definitely um, that. But I think we talked about both of those situations. I'm sure. Yeah. And tried to understand each other's opinions and each other's sides. So it's important to communicate, even if you say something mean. Which is bound to happen usually in a relationship. Um, you have to be able to, I don't know, help the other person understand where you were coming from, how you were feeling at the time, um, how you can change and be better the next time so that doesn't happen again, what you learned from what you said. But I don't necessarily think that, I would never hold that against him. Um, you have to move forward. That's a really important aspect in a relationship. You have to move forward from past situations. So. Yeah. Um, let's see. Do you want to field these ones? Which ones? Favorite child. Oh, we can do that one. Yeah. Favorite. <laughs> Ols- Alex Olson asks, uh, favorite childhood board game? Hmm. Ooh, I have, I think I have two, or three. I have a lot. 
I could definitely say <laughs> it's um, like the cartoon. <laughs> growing up, growing up, we play. We, me and my siblings played board games a reasonable amount of time. Uh-huh. Uh, we'd have game night with the family too. Um, I'm sure we played a ton of different games. Like a lot of times, like my family likes playing more trivia games or um, like Pictionary or uh-huh. stuff like that. Uh-huh. Uh, not really board games per se. I guess board games. This would be a board game. Would be like Trivial Pursuit or. Yeah. Um, one of those kind of games where you, you but you, you're answering questions. Um, like categories. Yeah. Stuff, yeah. But definitely, um, I always loved playing Monopoly growing up. Like, <laughs> How did I know you were going to Well, I mean, gr- growing up, I always loved it. Like, it was, it was a fun game. It took forever. Always yeah. took forever. That's why I didn't like it. That's um, why that's not my favorite. I feel like we never finished games when we were kids. Mm-hmm. I don't ever remember finishing games. Mm-hmm. But it's funny, um, fast forward to... Being an adult and meeting, uh, you know, Ian, an artist from Six One Six. Shout out to Six One Six. Shout out to Six One Six and Nigel as well. Um, playing in 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 a, in a competitive Monopoly league <laughs> where we would have these live streamed uh, Monopoly games on on YouTube, uh-huh. and these games would last hours. And we have you know, the winner would get this championship belt, and and he would have to defend it, you know, a certain amount of time, and and. And I, actually, I did I, enjoy that. I won the, I I won the belt that. once. I'm a former <laughs> 616 Monopoly champion. Um, a crowning achievement in my life, I would say. But um, Monopoly was always fun. It's fun, it's fun if you're playing with the right people. I agree. Because it, it's, it's, it's more about the environment than it is the game mm-hmm. at that point. But um, what are you thinking? My favorite childhood board game. Well, I said I have three because I kept thinking. My cousins and I played played a lot of games. Um, we used to love playing Clue. I love Clue. Uh, we also played Battleship. Battleship's I love Battleship. <laughs> and the cats <laughs> just... Uh, yeah, we go, oh. Are we going to the kitchen? Yeah, we're Tell walking them the what kitchen. happened. The cats just... Um, oh, God. They knocked over a pot. That was very loud. I'm sure you picked that up on the recorder. <laughs> Where did that even fall from? From that second shell. Oh, my God. I'm going to leave it over here. These I'm tools. sorry. Um, I'm going to put it in here. Okay. Animals are insane sometimes. I'm going to get all you cat, food. For all you cat owners out there, um, they, um, they like to climb on things. Especially these two, they uh, they are problem childs, children. Childs? Problem childs. Yeah, so we'll just stay with that. <laughs> okay, back to back to what we were talking about. Different games. Oh, okay. I said Clue. I love Miss Scarlet, by the way. Um, okay. Uh, then oh, Battleship. I love Battleship. And the last one I was gonna say. Oh, Operation. Does that does that count as a uh, board game? Oh, yeah, I would say that counts. I love Operation, even though it scares the crap out of me when when you get zapped. But I love it. It's so much fun. Let's see. I'm skipping some of these because they're ridiculous questions that I do not feel like answering. Nigel Bravo says, why doesn't Brett Wells move to Chicago already? Would, uh, would you guys live in Ohio? <laughs> would you ever leave Chicago? That's an Ooh. interesting question. Um, Why doesn't Brett, well, Brett move to Chicago already? 
Well, that's a question for Brett. Yeah, that's a question for Brett. Brett, we're waiting for you, buddy. <laughs> um, I know it's ex- I know it's very expensive to move. So yeah, especially to Chicago. Yeah, to a Chicago. Big city. Is, Chicago is an expensive city to live in. It is. Um, if I had to live in Ohio, I would. I did, I, I wouldn't. I don't think you I would. Wouldn't choose. I mean, I, I don't think I would choose. I would go to, to Ohio. There's nothing there for me, you know. Um, what is Ohio known for? The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. What else? The Football Hall of Fame. <laughs> what else? Having the worst football team. Wait, what's ever. that song that I was talking about today? Ohio is for lovers. They're oh, known yeah. for that song, and I love that song. Cut my wrist and drag <laughs> my Oh, would you ever leave Chicago? Um, you know, it's funny because I always said I never want to live anywhere else but Chicago until I went to Los Angeles. <laughs> and I was like, man, I would love to live here. It's way more expensive than Chicago, mm-hmm. um, but it's a very nice place. Um, Nashville, recently I, I visited and I thought, man, I could live here. Um, and the more I thought about it, the more, you know, I, I think um, the idea of living outside of Chicago, I would, I would definitely miss it. I don't. I don't think I will leave anytime soon. But I. I think that there Maybe. are certain. There are certain places that I. I think I could live. Pittsburgh. I, I love Pittsburgh. You as just well. keep naming. You're like, no, I wouldn't. Oh wait, here's another well, city I'm just I would live if I, in. If I, if I. If I was gonna move anywhere, it would be like Los Angeles, Nashville, or Pittsburgh, probably. Or those maybe, are all like so scattered. Too. Maybe Austin, Texas. Oh, I've never been there, but I want to go. Um. Would would I live in Ohio? Probably not. But like Nick said, if I had to, um, I am a huge Chicago lover. I I mean, I did live in South Korea for a little while, but I missed Chicago like so much. Um, it's just home, like born and raised in Chicago. I love it. There's nothing like. You can find anything here. You can you can do anything here. There's so many opportunities and just cool people, cool places to see. Um, and it's not a pretentious city. It's not like I feel like New York or even like you said, L.A. Um, those are kind of pretentious in my opinion. But Chicago's like down home, real. <laughs> I love it. I just love, I love... The feeling of being in this city. Which, well, that brings us to our next question here. Oh, wait, what was the other one? What do you mean? Wait, oh, oh where, where, would, you live, would you ever leave Chicago? Oh, would I ever leave Chicago? Well, like I said, I did, and I'm, I missed it like crazy. Um, but I would live, I mean, the only other city that I've been to that I would move to potentially one day is New Orleans. And... Yeah, if you haven't been to New Orleans, go there because it's very nice, amazing. But yeah, anyway. um, but yeah, that, like what you're talking about, Chicago. Uh, this brings us to our next question. Brett Wells <laughs> uh, says, "Where would I work if I moved to Chicago?" <laughs> um, I don't know. I know Where you've been. You a, I know you've been a mailman before. Um, I don't know if you want to do that in Chicago. I mean, but you could be a bartender. You could be a. You could. I think Brett would be a good bartender. Yeah, I don't there's know a lot of places qualifications, you could bartend but, at. Uh, but you've also uh, done pizza. You worked in the pizza <laughs> industry. Yeah, you could be a server. And uh, I would, you know, do there you are a lot of opportunities for different, like tons of different types of jobs. When you go online, 
there's all types of different things you can do. Uh, but Brett also asks, what are the best parts of Chicago? Ooh. The parts that non-Chicago people don't usually see. This is the question, or these question, these two questions are like my favorite out of all of the questions we've gotten because I'm such a big fan of this city. I think, um, and I'm sure you'll agree with me. First thing, the first thing that I think of. <laughs> oh God, Pilsen. Oh no. All of Pil- <laughs> oh really? I think. I think. Well, it's, Pilsen, it's up there, yeah. There's so much good food. Explain what Pilsen is. Pil- okay, sorry. <laughs> so the Pilsen neighborhood in Chicago is. From where does this go from? It goes from about oh, like what streets? Oh yeah, I mean they don't know streets though. That's true. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's about Some of these it's, it's on the south side of Chicago, mm-hmm. um, just southwest of the downtown area, mm-hmm. um, like right there. It's a, it's a stone's throw away from downtown. Um, it's a predominantly Hispanic neighborhood, but recently has been in recent years has been gentrified more. Mm-hmm. Uh, more hipsters and stuff, but um, but the food in Pilsen, yeah. I, I think, is second to none in the city of Chicago. There's so many good... Uh, if you like Mexican food or any kind of, you know, Hispanic mm-hmm. food, Pilsen is the place to go. Um, there's just so... Up and down the streets, there's so many different, like, mom-and-pop shops mm-hmm. that sell, you know, you know tacos and, and whatnot. You know, any, I'm, I'm <laughs> tacos just, I'm and saying, whatnot. I'm just saying that tacos in general, but, like... Um, there's bakeries. It's and very traditional. Like it's, if you, if you've never had real, like real Mexican food, come to Pilsen, come it's, to Chicago. Like it's we, the most authentic I think you can get outside oh yeah. of Mexico. Oh yeah. It's a huge Mexican population in Pilsen. Um, just, you see people on the streets selling tamales and oh, yeah. just, yeah, you can get, you can get things for really cheap too. It's not like. I mean, sometimes people think that Chicago is just the downtown area, mm-hmm. but it, it's so much more than that. Like, like how Nick is saying, the Pilsen neighborhood, Chicago's full of different neighborhoods, if you didn't know. And so each neighborhood has its own little specific quirks and different restaurants, different types of people, different um, ethnicities living there. So Pilsen is mostly Mexican. There's a lot of good Mexican food. And also, like... You can find books in Spanish. You can find music. You can find like all of the culture within that neighborhood. Oh yeah, um, and it's awesome. So yeah, Pilsen's Pilsen's a good one. Is that what you're? That's your number one. I would say that was my number one. I like mean, a place for somebody to go to if they. It's, yeah, because I feel like Chicago I feel like if people are coming to Chicago, like to mm-hmm. say they're a tourist, they're coming they're coming into the city. Mm-hmm. Most of the destinations that they're going to go see are downtown. You got the Bean. Yeah. You got Sears Tower, Sears Tower. aka Willis Tower. <laughs> Navy Pier. Navy Pier, uh, Buckingham Fountain. Yeah. Um, you know the list goes on and on. Yeah. Daily Plaza, all these places. Mm-hmm. Those are all like in the downtown area in what is called the Loop. Yeah. Called yeah. named after like the the CTA um, L trains that mm-hmm. go around the city that go everywhere around the city, mm-hmm. but they they all meet. In the, in the downtown area, and it is literally a, a loop that <laughs> mm-hmm. they do around the downtown area, so you can get on at, at any point, and mm-hmm. that's why they call it the loop, downtown loop, mm-hmm. um, for those of you who don't know. <laughs> um, They're probably like, we already know this. But there's, like, but yeah, like, not a lot of places on the outskirts mm-hmm. are, 
not outskirts, it's still Chicago proper, but um, that people don't know, like like the Pilsen neighborhood for yeah. one. Um, if you're if you're you know big into going out to bars and stuff, like Wicker Park is a very big bar neighborhood. Um, Wrigleyville, where oh, yeah. where where um, Wrigley Field is, where the Cubs where play, the Cubs play in baseball, is a yeah. very big bar neighborhood. Uh, Bucktown as well. Um, Should I say my my favorite place in Chicago? Well, like. Well, yeah. Sorry, I I'm, I'm, just, I'm <laughs> kind of just rambling at this point. <laughs> it's okay. Um, wait, what was it? Oh, what are the best parts of Chicago? So the first thing that came to my mind. Oh, I know exactly what you're gonna say. Really. So, as we said, there's several, several numerous neighborhoods in Chicago. I normally, I don't know, I, I guess I like the south side more than the north side or the west side, just because that's where I'm from, so I'm, um, I just know more about it, so I feel more comfortable on the south side. So, my favorite place in Chicago, or a place that I would tell somebody to go to if, um, if they've never been here, or if they... I don't know. They want to go somewhere other than those downtown areas. Um, is called Promontory Point, mm-hmm. and or the Point for those that go there a lot. Uh, and it is in the Hyde Park neighborhood, which is not far from me. And it is basically it's just a park. Um, it's on the lake, Lake Michigan. And I, the way that I describe it to other people is it's a beach with no sand. Yeah. So it's, they have tons of big rocks and water and grass, everything that a beach has, but no sand. So when you go there, you kind of like stick your feet in the water and you just like sit on the rocks and just chill and hang out. There's a big park there, um, like I said, and then there's also like running trails there's little um, areas where you can have bonfires, which is really cool in the summertime. Um, there's like a little house, like a, what do you call it? Like a park district, I guess? Yeah, uh, like a gazebo kind of, or... Where you can all, like, where you congregate, like, it's where, like, the bathrooms and stuff are. Yeah. I don't know, just like any any other park district would have. Um, and it's one of my favorite places just because, well, it is, it's probably my favorite place in the whole entire world honestly I love the point because it's so serene and so calm and you like I said you just sit by the rocks and hang out and listen to the water and you see a lot of different people Hyde Park is one of those very diverse neighborhoods so you see a lot of different types of people there and it's just awesome it's it's my my favorite place so I would say go to the point promontory point um, especially in the summertime, it's, it's gorgeous. Yeah. When you look out over the water, like I feel like Chicago, and a lot of people think that Chicago is so there's so many people and there's it's so chaotic, which it is. There are a lot of people, but um, at the point, you kind of have this quiet space where you can just sit and think. And I've always thought that the water was my my place to be that was calming. So. Um, the point has my heart. I love it. I'm trying to think now. Other other places. I love. Um, How about Chinatown? Chinatown is a whole <laughs> a whole different world. <laughs> Chinatown's pretty awesome. If you've never been there, there's a, again great food there. Bomb. I, I'm just kind of a Bomb. food guy, I guess. I just... <laughs> well, that's the thing. Chicago 
has, I didn't realize, like, we're so lucky. We have so many different types of foods and, like, authentic foods here. Mm. Most people that are from, like, these small towns, they don't, they're like, wait, this is real, this is Mexican food? This is Chinese food? This is Indian food? Like, they don't, they don't understand. They don't get it because they're not around it or they don't have people um, traditionally cooking these types of foods. So we're lucky. We have basically everything. I really want to try, the next thing I want to try is African, right? Or Ethiopian food. Ethiopian, Ethiopian food. food. Yeah. That's fun. like my, my next, um, next thing I want to try. Uh, Nigel asks, uh, Amanda, what do you think about a joint event slash session where we do death metal yoga? I think that would be fun. <laughs> he says I think that Nigel, would be fun. Uh, Nigel is in a band called, a death metal band called Active Destruction. A little plug there. Um, yes. I think death metal yoga could be That's a thing. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's so many good. different types of yoga. Oh, what did I send um, you today? Goat yoga? Goat yoga. Yeah, there's all kinds of animal yoga, puppy yoga, kitten yoga, um, beer yoga. I would do it. I mean, I, I've taught a lot of different types of classes before. Like, I, I've taught beer yoga. Um, I feel like death metal yoga would be fun. I would do it. It'd be interesting. Let's try it. I'm down. Uh, Alex then asks, has Amanda ever thought about hosting yogi yoga, where everyone does yoga while Yogi the Bear is playing? <laughs> Again. I don't think anybody's ever sure. thought that. Sure. I would do it. I'll try anything once. Oh, here Especially yoga related. Uh, Alex Stevens. Uh, I know it's not your real last name. <laughs> What's your real name? No, um, Oh, I think there's a couple here. Uh, are there any conspiracy theories that you think might be true? That's all you. I don't really do conspiracy stuff. Like, I don't know too much about it. Well, there's, there's certain ones that I think, like, that are, like, very, like, well-known conspiracy theories that you might, you might even believe. What, like the 9-11 thing? thing? Well, not about that, but, like... <laughs> well, like what, then? Uh, do you think that uh, the CIA orchestrated the assassination of JFK, the president of the United States? Uh, no. You don't think so? No. You think it was Lee Harvey Oswald? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm on the spot now on these conspiracies. You know all about them. I know, He's I'm all like, about this, Alex. There you go. Uh, and I'm, I'm like blanking now. I'm trying to think of one. Something about aliens. I mean, there's so many ones about aliens, but um, <laughs> or like, no, I'm not gonna bring. I don't want to bring. There's a conspiracy that uh, President Dwight D. Eisenhower um, met with a secret race of aliens at a Air Force base in Southern California. Where basically they they hammered out this treaty where they were like, hey, like, you guys can, like, abduct humans, but, like, only do, like, you can only do, like, a couple a year or something like that to, like, learn from. But in, in exchange, you guys got to, like, tell us, like, like some te- technology secrets or whatever. What? That's a, yeah, that's a conspiracy. The Nordics was the race of alien that, that they referred to. Um, mm-hmm. tall, like white, mm-hmm. white skin, white hair. I think you told me about this actually. So that's that's strange. There's a bunch of different. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 there's a lot. There's so many conspiracies out there that you know some that you're like, 
Some some that you're like, I you know, I believe in this. Some that you're like, I don't know. And some that are just like so out there, you're kind of just like, all right, well, <laughs> I don't know about that. But I think that they're, I think conspiracies are fun to think about. Yeah. Some of them. Yeah. Because it's more of like, oh, what if that was true? Or mm-hmm. what if this was true? Like, you know, it's kind of like a, you know, different storyline that you could think of for like life. Yeah. And just, you know, it's fun. It's fun to think about. That's why I love reading about them. I love listening to podcasts about them. Uh, there's so many out there. I mean, I'm drawing a blank on somebody right now. I'm probably an <laughs> idiot. Um, but yeah, those are fun. Uh, what does she ask here? She, uh, what is the best concert you've ever been to? Ooh, I like this question, girl. Okay. Oh my gosh, there's so many. There's so many. And I, I feel like that's such a, like a lame answer. But I'm going to pinpoint one. Or maybe two. I've got... I've got, I've got you can go first. Okay. Well, <laughs> well I've got th- three that I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, sorry, four. There are four, four that like that I can say <laughs> off the top of my head. You're going to come up with like seven. No, <laughs> it's it's definitely these four. And they're all for four different reasons. That's why it's, it's a tie. Okay. Number one. Are these in order, by no. the way? Okay. No, no, it's no specific order. These are all kind of just tied together. Okay. Um, seeing Billy Joel live at Wrigley Field was an incredible experience. He's he's one of my favorite artists, I think, um, and put on a hell of a show. He was such a, you know, a great entertainer, and mm-hmm. it was just, to me, like, everything about it, like, the music was great, his performance was great, he was funny, uh, there was little little things in between, like, it was just, I was, like, I was fully entertained the entire time. It was awesome. <laughs> um... Another one. I wish you guys could see him right now, like just his Very facial expression. Um, Very entertaining. Another one I could think of is the time that you and I flew to Dallas Ooh. to see the Bouncing Souls and Mask Intruder. Ooh. Yeah, that was bomb. And uh, it was such a great experience because a it was a it was it was right when we started dating, mm-hmm. so it was it's something that I always cherish as a memory. That, <laughs> that was on the list, by the way. Going to Dallas. Yeah, just getting our butts on a plane and flying to Dallas in January. And uh, yeah, I mean it, it. It means a lot to me, like because of that, like because I, it's a memory that I hold with you. But mm-hmm. also on top of that, it was it's two of my favorite bands. Mm-hmm. Like I know in one of your it favorite was awesome. bands, the Bouncing Souls. Like just to see them mm-hmm. live because they don't tour very often, but. And they're um, getting older. And they're getting older. Yeah. Um, and that that venue was awesome. The too. venue was incredible. The Gas Monkey uh, Garage. That was. If you ever go to Dallas and there's a show there, go because it was awesome. Um, what is it called? Gas Monkey. Gas Monkey. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, a really cool venue. But that 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 concert holds a very special place in my heart for that. That's um, number two. Another one was is when I saw the Bouncing Souls in Chicago. Uh, very close to the last show at the Double Door in Chicago, a venue that closed down uh, last year. Mm-hmm. And um, I saw them. It was, I don't know, it wasn't on my birthday, but it was like my birthday weekend. And you, were, you weren't able to come with me because I believe you were at work. But uh, I went mm-hmm. by myself and I stood front row and <laughs> just, they're my favorite band. So like I just lose my mind right there in the front. So it was, it was a special moment for that. Especially mm-hmm. because it was one of the last concerts at the Double Door, which is like a legendary music venue in Chicago. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so many great acts went there. I, you know, what I found out recently is that the Rolling Stones played a, a secret show there at one Dang. point. So like, and it's a tiny cool. little bar venue. It's it's so awesome. Which Chicago has a lot of those. Yeah. So maybe those are that's a couple things that we could say great do in Chicago. Scene. Like go to different bars or different venues. Like, um, what is it called? Beat Kitchen. Beat Kitchen's great. Concord. Bottom line. Metro. Metro. Metro for sure. I wish Congress was still open. Yeah. Um, but didn't they talk about almost they they're thinking about like re or reopening it? I, I don't know. I haven't like heard. Revamping it, remodeling it. Um, yeah, there's a, a lot of great venues in Chicago. So. Uh, and the last concert I'll say is this past year I saw my my other favorite band, The Wonder Years, play an entire show <laughs> acoustically. And it's the first time I've ever seen them do that. It was the first time I think they've, they've ever done that. Um, that was at Bottom Lounge, And that was right? at Bottom Lounge, where we used to do all the freelance shows. <laughs> Shout out freelance. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it, it was such a great show uh, for me because it was like, again, one of my favorite bands. And seeing them perform songs acoustically that I've never heard done that way before. Um, and then hearing them play songs live that I've never seen live before because they they'd never had a... You know, because they, they were recorded acoustically, yeah, and they can't play them live with the full band. Um, and it was just so such an emotional show, like everything from the the way they set up the stage um, to the way the songs were. You know, like the the singer uh, Soupy is like so like emotionally invested in his songs that like mm-hmm. you know you feel it. And by the end of the show, I was like, damn, you're tearing <laughs> up and like sc- you know scream singing every every lyric. And so I, that's a show that I'll never forget. It was great. Those are your four. Those are my four. Those are my four that I'll never. Those are those are shows that I'll never forget about. Um, I have two, three maybe. Um, so I really really enjoyed a concert I went to with. I believe I was with one of my cousins. It was at. It was in Tinley Park. Um, at what is it called now? First Midwest. Oh, it it's, it's got a different name now. They're, right? they're always changing the name. I think it's, it's like a Hollywood big... Casino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. So it's just a big, a big it's venue. A, it's an outdoor um, amphitheater. Yeah. So I went with one of my cousins a few years ago, and we saw Lincoln Park, and Ooh. it was a bomb. It was so good. Not just because of current or recent events that happened with um, Chester, but also because it was literally like listening to the the cd when we we saw this band i felt like damn they are so good live i could not even believe it they had the entire crowd invested in their music and like just the way that people were screaming and singing with them it was so amazing and also chester brought one of his babies i don't know he has a few kids um, but one of them was a baby at the time, and they brought the baby on stage, and they put those big headphones on the baby, <laughs> and they just let the baby, like, sit on the stage and, like, hang out while they were singing, and I loved that. I just loved how amazing his voice was, and I'm sad that he's no longer here, but his memory lives on forever, and he's such an awesome, awesome guy, awesome singer, so talented, and I'm really glad that I got to see them live. Um, and I think also My Chemical Romance played with them, and I'm a huge My Chemical Romance fan, if you didn't know, so that was awesome. That sounds like it a was, great show. It was like 
what did they call it? Oh, I forgot. Like, Linkin Park has their own, they used to have their own, like, tour, and they had a name for it, but maybe I'll think of it later. Um, another concert that I was thinking about was with you. I went to, uh, we went to see Chance the Rapper. Oh, yeah. At, well, we've seen him more than once, but the one that I was thinking about was when we saw him at Sox Park. That was crazy. So. Was it Magnificent Coloring Day? Yeah, it was the, like, craziest show. It was just so much fun, because there was rap there, there was, like, hip-hop. There was, weren't there, like, comedians there? Yeah. Like it was between, all types of stuff. Campbell Burris was there. <laughs> but it was just, like, so much fun. It was, like, an all-day concert. Um, I believe it was the first concert they ever did at it was at the first. Park. It was the first concert they ever did at Sox Park, and um, which is a baseball field, like, not far from my house. It's, like, five blocks away, not even. Chicago White Sox play. Where the, yeah, where the Shout Sox Shout out to play. the White Sox. <laughs> Shout out White Sox. Um... <laughs> And we were there with his with Nick's sister and Nick's brother in law, Moise and Veronica, and we all just like we loved it. Time. We had fun, yeah. We had a blast. Like Alicia Keys was there, John Legend was there, Lil Wayne was there. Oh yeah, Chance, Chance the rapper, Chance of course. Headlined. It was his yeah. show. Chance is. I think Kanye was amazing. There too. Oh yeah, Kanye made an up an appearance. It was just so much fun. Um, it really was. It was like an all day thing. Yeah. And it was in September, so it, was, it wasn't too cold yet. It was still pretty warm. We just had a lot of fun. So I loved that show. Um, and then the last one I was going to talk about was, how could I not talk about this band? Um, so I was 15, I believe. It was like around 2006, 2005. Um, and I had skipped school because I'm a bad child. And I went to see Kill Hannah with my friend Lulu. Shout out Lulu. She's my best friend in high school. And I don't know why Kill Hannah was having a show in the middle of the day because I don't know if they wanted kids to ditch school, which is what we did. Um, so we skipped school. We went to House of Blues, which is another venue if, if you've never been here or yeah. been there. Um, and it's a pretty small venue. Like they have seats in the back at the bar, but, um, it's mostly just like standing room, isn't it? Just like general admission. Yeah. So, and the stage is pretty small. It's not a huge venue, but it's nice. And it's like, um, historic. There's a lot of set, like signatures of bands there and a lot of pictures and stuff. So anyway, so we went there headliner. I mean, not headliner. What's the thing called that? Opener. 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 Shiny toy guns. Um, and they were insane. Like, they were just a mess. Like, so good. Like, a mess in a good way. They were wearing shiny clothes. <laughs> like, their name. And they just had all this makeup on, I remember. They just, like, had so much fun on stage. Super entertaining. Super fun. Lots of good energy. We were dancing and screaming and singing. And then Kill Hannah came on, and if you're a fan of Kill Hannah or um, know of them, they're from Chicago. So anytime Kill Hannah was in Chicago, their fans just go buck wild. And um, so that's what we did, and we just went crazy, and people were jumping. All I remember, this is why it was probably my favorite concert of all time, because people were jumping so much that I felt like there was, we were going to create a, a hole in the floor. Like, the whole venue was shaking. And I was like, well, 
if we all die, then we all die together, I guess. Mm -hmm. So um, I was just having fun and, like, jumping in mosh pits and just being wild, wild teenager. Um, Kill Hannah is no longer around, but I still love them. And if they ever get back together, I will do the same thing. And, yeah, so that was a, a really good show. I had a blast. Um, One of my favorites. I'm going to skip some oh. of these just because I don't, don't want to... <laughs> There's a lot, yeah. ...have this go too long. Uh, <laughs> the last one I think made me laugh. She's like, who's your favorite person from Pittsburgh? <laughs> um, I don't know. Sorry, guys. I'm going to have to take what? Kurt Angle. <laughs> what? Well, is Alex from Pittsburgh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, then I'll say Alex, of course. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hey, girl. I love all you guys. You, Steve. You guys are the best. Is she really from Pittsburgh, though? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay, uh, I have questions if you... Uh, well, I want to get to this one that Taylor said. Oh, yeah. This okay. is a good one. And okay. then we'll t- how many do you have on your phone? I just have some from, um, oh, from, from Jess. Jess, and then well, let's a couple do this. from my dad let's and do, my brother. Let's do those ones first. We'll end with the Taylor question, because okay. that one's kind of... <laughs> Jess, Jessica Castro says, do you feel awkward around, wait, oh, do people feel awkward around you when you tell them you're vegan? Mm, um, I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, it's pretty common nowadays for somebody to be vegan or vegetarian or plant-based or whatever the heck you want to call it. Um, I've been vegan, how many years? 10 years? Oh my God. Yeah, 10 years now. Um, so I'm just used to it. Like, people say some crazy stuff to me, and I just kind of, like, brush it off. Like, Nick's dad loves to tell me that I eat grass. <laughs> like, oh, there's your dinner outside. Eat the grass outside. Um, yeah, I'm used to it. So even if they did feel awkward around me, I probably wouldn't even realize it or notice. Um... They probably didn't don't feel awkward. They probably just want to ask me a million questions about it. But anywho, um, what's your favorite place in the city and why? That well, was well, we, I already said that. Yeah, we covered um, that. Promontory Point in Hyde Park, girl, because it is super serene, super relaxing, super calming. I should do yoga there. Sure. It would be like the most calm. Zen. <laughs> If you have ever failed at something, how did it impact you to make you better? We can both answer that. Hmm. If, if you've I ever failed. failed. At a lot of things. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm trying to think. I don't think, I can't think of anything specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've ever failed. Maybe. Um, I would say that one thing I could think of off the top of my head was uh, in high school uh, wrestling on my high school wrestling team, and my last my last match I guess in in my high school career last amateur match I ever had uh, was the it was the third place match uh, at our regionals that year, and so if you if I won I'd, I would place third place in the regional. If I lost fourth place, I'm done. Because it's first three, first three places move on to the sectional, um, and I lost, and it was a pretty big failure. You know, that was like that was the end of my 
amateur career, you know, I'd never, uh, I'd been doing it for, for years, you know, for, for most of my life at this point. And, uh, and it was over. That was it. And I kind of thought like, well, now what? And I already knew that I wanted to, to get into professional wrestling. So, um, I kind of used it as motivation, uh, leading into that, you know, mm-hmm. thinking, okay, well, this is something that I was fairly decent at and I failed to, you know, move on, um, use that as motivation into this next, this next chapter of my life, um, to try to do more and try to be better and, uh, you know, leave my mark. So I guess that would, that would be my answer for that. I, I could say that something that, I don't know if it's a failure per se, um, getting a little bit personal here. But Nick and I breaking up, that felt like a failure for me. I'm like, wrestling, and you're like... (laughs) And I'm like, ah! Um, But it definitely caused me to learn a lot, not only about myself, but about him as well. And um, helped me to mature as a person, having a relationship on my own with myself. Um doing better at my job, focusing, like really understanding truly what it means to focus on your passion and um, not let a relationship or a love or a failed relationship um, get in your way of being um, successful. You don't have to be in a relationship in order to um, be successful in your life. Or to be happy, yeah, necessarily. But um, it was, yeah. Now that you, now that you bring that up, um, <laughs> I mean, it Sorry. definitely. Um, it was a hard time, you know. I, obviously, it was a lot harder for you, but it was hard for me as well. I mean, um, I ultimately was the one that said that we needed to to end things and. Looking back, and I know, and I know we talked about this too. I don't know if you want me to go into this <laughs> now, but um, looking back on it now, I think it's it, it was something that we both needed. You know, we were we were definitely starting to butt heads a lot more often, and you know, we had just moved in together, and I I thought that that would have alleviated some of that stress, mm-hmm. and it kind of ended up just making things worse. Yeah, and. You know, we, I, I, it was, it was just con- the constant bickering and fighting. And, and I think that we, when we split, you know, you and I both like have grown as, as people in that year. And, you know, we had to deal with a lot of adversity and, you know, you, especially, you know, leaving the apartment that we, that we moved into and, and kind of having to like, all right, got to buck up and, you know start doing this on my own or, or, mm. or figuring out, you know, like, um, which I commend, survive. I, commend, I, mean, <laughs> I commend you a lot for that because, you know, it's, it's hard, you know, it was hard for me as well, but like it, it was hard because you basically had to start over, you know, you couldn't, you weren't going to go back home. There was no, you know, space yeah. for you there, but, um, you know, we, we, we learned both, we both learned a lot about ourselves and, 
and, and I told you as well, like, you know, realizing that being with you was really the only thing that, like, made me happy. And, you know, I know I don't... <laughs> I, I, I don't like you know it, it's I was you know I'm the asshole that that was like oh we break up or whatever but like um, you know realizing my mistakes you know that was the biggest mistake that I ever made in my life was was letting you walk out that door and you know being able to to sit here with you now and, and talk about this and mm-hmm. and. <laughs> To the public. To the public. Hi, everyone. <laughs> um, but no, but like to be able to like to, that you let me that you let me walk through your, your door, and yeah. and be here and, yeah. and, and see you. Um, says a lot about you, you know, that you're that how much that you care about cared about me and still care about me and and I care about you as well and. You know. Where did this question? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, oh, because I brought up our relationship, the, the failures. Um, but I don't think it, I don't think it was a failure. You say, no, you say failure. I, I think I was, think it was a learning experience for sure. For sure, I learned how I need to love someone else. I I learned what I look for in a relationship. I learned how to have self respect as well as respect for my partner. Um. A lot of growth happened after Nick and I broke up. A lot. And it was forced growth at some, t- at some points because I had no other... I couldn't do anything else. I had to grow. Uh, I'd either die or grow. And I chose... I guess I'm going to grow. I guess. And you're strong. <laughs> you're, you're literally one of the strongest people I know. <laughs> um, for multiple reasons, but... Thank you. You got, you got it, girl. <laughs> should we go to the next question? Uh, yeah. Oh. Very good. Well, should we go? Wait. I got? think I have a question from my brother. Where is he? What's your favorite band? Oh, boy. This is from my 18-year-old brother. Uh, I got this one pretty much queued up always. <laughs> I don't have, I, well, I have a favorite, favorite band. Or favorite bands, I should say, mm-hmm. top like tied for that is um, the Bouncing Souls and the Wonder Years. Uh, but I will say, like in at any point, my top five uh, would be Wonder Years, you know, Bouncing Souls, uh, Queen, Metallica, mm-hmm. and uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. I have no idea, honestly. I love so many bands. Um, I could say... Uh, I don't know. Well, well like I said, Chemical My Chemical Romance was my, my band back in the day. And I still love them. So I guess them, Kill Hannah. Um, I love Gaslight Anthem. I love... Who else? Fleetwood Mac, mm-hmm. and maybe one more. Um, what's a band? Um, I really like Bouncing Souls, too. Yeah, I do. I really like No Doubt. That's one of my favorite bands, no honestly. Great. 
Okay. Oh, should we do the last question? The one from Taylor, Taylor Armstrong. Taylor, Hi, Taylor. Taylor. Today, uh, as congrats this, by the way. Yeah, this as this podcast is live today. Um, Taylor's getting married today, so congratulations, congratulations, Taylor. boo. Uh, so he's got a really good one here, <laughs> <laughs> and he's as he says, he's let's get real AF and talk body image and self love. Uh, we'd love to hear Nick's take from the men's experience, especially coming from wrestling where it's such a major factor. Mm-hmm. And Amanda always has such an awesome nuggets to share about this as well. So, um, all right. There's a lot in wrestling. Oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah, I mean. And I've, Nick and I have fought about this before because of like the, how much pressure is put on wrestlers to look a certain way to do insane things to their bodies that are not healthy um, um i mean yeah like i'm with wrestling um throughout the panels of time or annal, annals of time i don't, I don't know like okay know. let's respond let's respond that uh, throughout history uh wrestling and wrestlers have have been known um as being these larger than life personalities and larger than life humans, mm-hmm. um, you look at you look at guys like Hulk Hogan, uh, Randy Savage, The Ultimate Warrior, these giant muscle bound men. Was that really tall one? Under the giant. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he was just huge. Yeah. Um, uh, but these huge muscle bound men, you know, like, and that that's always been the the um, calling card for wrestling is is like these giant. You know, muscular dudes, and and in in recent years, it's been more of like um, just guys that look like athletes. You know, you know, you don't have to necessarily be the the big jack mm-hmm. dudes, but like, but look like an athlete. And so, like in wrestling, um, it does play a huge factor in, in being in shape. And yeah, because somebody in shape could get a like get signed before somebody that's not in shape. Even if I mean somebody, yeah, yeah. Somebody in shape could get signed, even if they're not that great, like, yeah. just because of their image, just because of the way they look. And, you know... But I guess that's how it is for, like, everything. Me, Modeling. Me being, you know, I, you know, I'm not the most in shape fella, you know? <laughs> I, I, I got a couple... <laughs> I got... I'm, I'm, a, I'm a thick boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, the pressure is always there, you know? The pressure, the pressure, you know, seeing guys around me that are in phenomenal shape and, you know... You know, and I have you know excuses up the ass of why I'm not that, but you know it's 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 hard. And, and, and as, she, as Amanda said, you know, like the the pressures of of being in that shape, mm-hmm. um, and being pressured into doing things that you you know may not have uh, always planned on, um, taking certain supplements, um, etc. etc. <laughs> uh, I won't go into too much detail. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's and it's scary sometimes. So. Um, definitely wrestling, you know, can, but, you know, you, you, like you said, like talk about self-love, you know, like I'm not, I'm not, I'm comfortable with the way that I look, but I'm not happy with the way I look, if that makes sense. You know, I, I don't hate the way I look, but I'm, I'm actively trying to improve on that. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit of both. Um, 
And I know you have a lot to say about this. So oh, geez. Where do I start? I don't yours. know. What do I talk well, about? Well, you, you, uh, this is just me speaking from an outside perspective. You are a very, you're very thin. You're a very thin girl. Um, just <laughs> thick next, boy. Thick <laughs> boy, thin girl. That's going to be our, our the new show coming this fall. Um, but no, you're very, you're very thin. You're a very active girl, but you've, you're naturally very thin. And you, Where are you going with this? I know you deal with a lot of... Um, What's the word I was looking for? Like, um, like body dis body dysmorphia. Body dysmorphia for sure. Um, you, which is you're constantly texting me and telling me how, <laughs> how you hate the way you look. You think that you need to lose weight. You think that you you you. We get impersonal here. I'm sorry if that's. <laughs> I, mean, I can edit this out, but. Um, I tell him. And it's pretty hard. regularly that I don't like the way that I look, and it's it's just. Because, I mean, if you take it back a while, like 13, 14, maybe even 15 years, I've had eating disorders all of, throughout all of that time. Um, so eating disorders have been part of my life for a very, very long time. Uh, I was anorexic. I was bulimic. I had binge eating disorder. I had everything. Like anything that you can think of, I had it. Um, and I'm very open with uh, open about it now. I wasn't at the time, obviously, but um, years later, through recovery and um, through honestly through yoga, that's been my my number one therapy, um, and kind of like guiding light. Uh, I've been more way more open about it, and I've talked to other girls about it, other guys about it, um, people that have struggled that are currently struggling with it. Um, but yeah, body dysmorphia definitely still follows me around every day. I still have issues with the way that I look, uh, especially working in fitness, working in, in yoga. Obviously, we think, oh, okay, she's a yoga instructor. They They all see each other and they're they're very accepting very positive and I do work around very positive people but people still do get competitive and people still kind of compare mm -hmm. they compare kind of like in wrestling oh well they ha they have bigger muscles than I do they're thinner than I am um, it's just the way that human beings are wired yeah I believe um, but as I said I think fitness also on the other hand has helped me immensely because it's shown me how strong I am and I'm much more interested in being strong than skinny now um and seeing that like how how well my body has um changed and just gotten to be totally different than it was just a few years ago I remember a time where I was so down about the way I looked I was probably I think that was probably around the time I was bulimic, I don't know. Um, I had no interest in even being alive. My hair was falling out, my nails weren't growing, my body was just decaying. And just to see the transformation that I've made since that time gives me hope, especially for other people. And if you are struggling, um, I hope you know that there is a light. There is something out there that 
can help you and change and I if it's me hopefully maybe it would be maybe just knowing that someone else has gone through the same pain and same fears and same frustrations um then reach out to me like I I would love to help you with any sort of eating disorder, body dysmorphia, any of that, mental illness issues, because I've dealt with all of it. Like, I've hit rock bottom a billion times, it feels like, and I still continue to struggle, like I, like Nick said, um, with my body image. But I push through it, and I find ways to um, try to heal. So just know that you're not alone in any of it. Um, my biggest piece of advice is just to try try your best to focus on something that you love like like I said how yoga is my passion and that's really shown me light and shown me positive positivity Um, if you can find one thing in your life that you just are so passionate about you give your time to you finally come to this point where you're like damn I do there is something out there that I can achieve that I can succeed in there's a reason I'm here and just know that there is definitely a reason that you're alive never feel like you shouldn't be on this earth there's a very very specific reason that you're here it just takes some time to find and do like us wrestling and yoga that's our thing those are our things and you just put your your heart into it And I believe that that's what life is about, really going for your passion and pursuing it um, and making other people happy through it. Very true. That's all. (laughs) Um, So do what you love, please. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise, no matter what, no matter how crazy it is, how how many people tell you you're dumb and it makes no sense you'll never get anywhere yeah. just do it we're here cheering you along <laughs> just the two of us maybe just the two of us but we'll be here cheering you on well in fact do you uh, do you have any plugs or any any last little bits of information you want to get in here at the end or plugs I'm always so bad with that um, any plugs <laughs> plugs remind me of hair plugs yes. <laughs> anyway uh, I won't say I mean if you want the one thing that I would say that you should contact me about if you do want to contact me is like I said if you want to talk about any sort of mental illness struggles you're going through I am happy to help you and if you want to do any yoga please notify me because I would love to teach you no matter what level you are even if you've never even stepped in onto a yoga mat in your life I hadn't either everybody starts somewhere trust me if you can breathe you can do yoga so get at me if you want to do it Get you a yoga light. <laughs> get you a yoga mat. No, I could actually get you one too. So don't even worry about a mat. All you got to do is bring your body. Bring your smile. <laughs> and that's it. Any other plugs? No. 
No. Yeah. Um, you can follow me at the Matt Nix on Twitter and follow the show, the M Nix Show uh, on Twitter, uh, YouTube.com slash uh, Matt Nix, I believe. I don't even know if the URL is bad. <laughs> Just search the Matt Nix Show on YouTube. You can find. You'll uh, find it. You can find. Uh, well, if you're listening to this on YouTube already, you probably already <laughs> know the channel. But uh, you know, watch the vlog and 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 stuff and. Um, all right. Well, this has been a great episode, I think. We talked, we got a lot we of... We talked a lot. This is the longest one. This will be oh well God. over an hour and 40 minutes uh, of I'm sorry time. if we... No, 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 that's great. If No, I'm saying I'm sorry to them if we were boring at any point. No, I don't think so. I think this is a really good episode. Um, yeah, if there's anything else you want to you hear or any, any guests that you want to see on the upcoming shows, just tweet at me and, you know, we'll try to make that happen. So... Uh, we're gonna fade out now into a song, and <laughs> Bye, uh, guys. I'll let you pick. I'll let you pick the song. We can okay. pick something good. Uh, yeah, I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. That was creepy. Bye. <laughs> Adios. <laughs>